You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, the boys invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I am Uncle Daddy, Joe Stapleton. The guy who's going to speak next, that's my work wife, James Hardigan. Greetings. And the man speaking after that is my work abusive stepdad, Matthew Broughton. All right. <laughs> you guys, I am jet-lagged AF. Do you remember what that stands for, Matt? I do. All the... All the... No, I don't remember what it stands After for. flight. Ah, oh, phew. Jet-lagged after flight, everybody. Flew in yesterday from LA, did some comedy, and we are here in the bright and early morning in London in the same room because we are previewing Monaco. It's our first time going to Monaco as the Poker Stars Championship, and I am somehow excited to go again... For me, for a myriad, for myriad of reasons. Where, myriad, where do you guys just say, for just, myriad. It's not reasons. a myriad. No, it's not a myriad. It's James, like you're it. on board with that too. Yeah, there's going to be more <clears throat> conversation about singular versus plural and possessive. Oh wow! A bit later on in the oh, show, Matt and I had a huge argument over that in somewhere over <laughs> the winners parade. Jim, the winners parade that just yeah. Anyway. Welcome to grammar in the ears, <laughs> pedantry 101. We hope to translate our excitement for grammar into excitement for Monaco to you. I'm a little weird out because I had a super weird dream last night. A little bit. Uh, more, I'll tell you guys about that later on. Joe, can I just check? It's not a yeah. sex dream involving a poker player, is it? It is. Do I need to have Liv Bury on standby? It involves poker and something sexual-ish happened in it. But I got, I got more things to get to here. Uh, lots of content being made from Monaco. Lots of stuff being given away. Lots to talk about when we get to the Monaco preview. For sure. Matt Broughton and some awesomely supportive fans saw me do a pretty decent stand-up show a few weeks ago here in England. I had the stand-up show from hell back in L.A. last week. <laughs> I will share the story of that with you guys. And finally, super fan Sam Warren, whose specialist subject is my favorite TV show of all time, Entourage. Notice the line that James added to the running order. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, um, my favorite, I got excited when I read this this morning and I was like, we're going to do Seinfeld trivia because I will absolutely destroy whoever it is because that is my favorite TV show of all time. Entourage, I feel bad saying this because um, Jerry Ferreira, who plays Turtle, is a fan of mine. Right. Uh, and came to me for podcasting advice like years ago and now has a podcast and so i don't think he listens to this show but i do not like entourage i've i fucking hate but have entourage. you watched it you've watched some of it at least no yes, i mean it's hard yeah. to i guess i can't really say i hate something if i've never watched no it, you but... see i i'm completely neutral because i have bizarrely never seen a frame of either the tv show or the movie and you matt i used to watch it all i don't remember why I it don't was know if i should do aquaman e yeah but that's like all americans to me Really? Yeah, that's just like, that might as well be called watching some Americans be themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen some of Entourage. I just, you know, it just represented like, it, it's like Wolf of Wall Street to me uh, in that it's not the content, like the thing I like so much. It's the fucking fans I hate. Yeah. Like the people who love Entourage are like, I would never be friends with you. I guess so. I think the thing is, for me, for you, maybe it's like close to a reality that's stupid, whereas for me, it's so ridiculous, it may as well be a Tom and Jerry cartoon. So maybe I have that real It's like fantasy pure. It's like might as well be Game it, of Thrones to you. It's like because every single go is super hot, all the cars are Lamborghinis, everyone's super... It's like yeah, but there's a party, a pool party every single day 
It's right. like it's so ridiculous. I have no problem with any of it because you're laughing complete. at it. Yeah, mostly. And the people who love the show are like, "Oh, I want that." The life. people that are going, "Oh, he's my hero." I'm like, "What a total yes, douchebag!" Exactly. He's and that's why I don't like the show. I loved your analysis of Game of Thrones, but there, by the way, Matt, this is a BAFTA voter, ladies and gentlemen. All oh, the girls are hot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Keeps what it simple. Miss there. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some of the people who got in touch after last week's show, and let's give a shout out to Zhao, who is downloading all episodes of Poker in the Ears for the third time i quote from his tweet is this portuguese Zhao or chinese Zhao? this is uh does portuguese it have an x Zhao. or a j okay it's a j <laughs> uh Zhao downloaded every single podcast for the third time because the first time my sound card broke the second that's time that's how good it is we will destroy your computer the second time my phone was stolen oh third time poker in the ears is on that phone give it to me distract him third time the charm so i hope you enjoy um finally being able to listen to the show Jow, and you are obviously on our short list of super fans for future shows a former super fan remember will ho aka the ho train <laughs> yes <laughs> this I do. is I do. possibly the most controversial tweet we have ever received oh. i don't oh, God, mind yeah. the robocop reboot i thought it was okay right just okay well that closes the podcast down now i think we're That's done actually my favorite twitter notification i got this week was I responded to that with mother of God. And my favorite Twitter was James Hardigan liked your tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can we retrospectively get this guy to give his prizes back for liking the Robocop? I think we should call him up and have him fucking explain himself like a tribunal. Like to be like, (laughs) please try to make us understand what the hell is wrong with you. Now, in retrospect, there was quite a lot of movie talk and movie trivia on last week's episode. Steve Mark points out, who needs entertainment tonight for film and box set reviews when you have poker in the ears? Maybe rename it hashtag film review in the ears. An idea that Craig Towles takes forward. Spin-offs are all the rage, so why not cash in? We have movies in the ears. Staped Tinder debacle in the ears. I could go on. Yeah, the only problem with the phrase cash in suggests that there's any money to be made. <laughs> Um, this is a huge effort for something that costs nothing, so well, I think cashing isn't <clears throat> going to work here. It's kind of like a side character in your favorite sitcom, right? Like, do you want to see like a like a Gareth spinoff of The Office? No. Or do you just want a good amount of Gareth in every episode, right? If there's yeah. one thing we have learnt, Minions, taking an incidental character from one franchise and making it into its own thing doesn't no, always I would, work. I would see the Minions. Yeah. Alan Partridge. I mean, that was a pretty good spin-off. True. I'm not saying spin-offs never work. But, but there's a lot of examples where they don't. Yeah. And this original show already doesn't work. No, absolutely. So exactly. why would we, we should take... wait until right. this yes. is like vaguely successful Correct. and popular before we start getting too many like break. I'm not gonna do a solo album anytime soon. Correct. Um before we move on and allow Joe to tell us about one of his dreams again, I don't know why <laughs> why, why do we not veto this kind of stuff? Uh Matt, there is one tweet <laughs> that you put out. In the last um, week, which right. I wanted to draw attention to. Okay. On last week's show, I don't think you remember, Joe had this bizarre idea that you and he were the same height. When yes. actually there's about like uh, two or three inches separating you. A significant height. difference, it turns out, according to Matt. Now, you sent out a photograph. I think it was probably when you two worked, first worked together back in 2011 for WCOOP Radio. And the gag was, I still look at him like this today. Because yeah. you're kind of like looking at him suspiciously. But in this photograph... You are exactly the same height. Yes. To no. which one person <laughs> responded, was Joe standing on a box? See, when when that... I've, I came across that photo just by pure randomness going through some old pictures on my laptop. 
And it just made me laugh, the expression on Joe looking all angelic and me staring at him like, what have you done? And I thought, here we are today. And that's pretty much the way things always go. But when that comment came in, I just thought it was a general dig at Joe's height. I hadn't put the two together. I didn't the either. That we'd had that conversation about it. So I don't remember. I mean, I remember when we did that photo shoot. It was the first time we met. And, and I, I remember don't that, think I was on a box, I though. remember there being somewhere I was Tick-tock. kind of in the background and you were up the front. But we didn't do that to cheat the perspective. We just were playing around. It's possible I was on my tiptoes like if you look as my arms are folded right and you are kind of looking to the heavens or, or are you kind of like squatting but i think like i mean we're right of... next to each other let's just let's just do it because i i've a, there's a small theory that matt's not six one that's matt's full of shit no i'm not six one i'm six i'm All six right, on so the I, nose. I will okay. be an independent adjudicator right, you two stand okay. up this is and great let's actually have a look at this stand back to back okay actually i mean the height difference does not look that much matt is taller but actually you don't I think I think Matt's a strong five eleven. <laughs> I think Matt's a strong five eleven. I'd take it. I don't mind. It's it's closer than it's close. Let's put it this way: it's closer than Matt made it seem on last week's episode. I, I, My I just, butt's higher than his I too. Just, just for the record, I just told you what the doctor told me when I was last weighed and height of one point eight three I think we just destroyed Matt's whole last however long he's been telling people he's six foot tall. <laughs> I don't tell people that often. How often in my life do you think? And by the way, when hi, Matt Brown, nice to meet you, Scorpio, six foot. Six footer. <laughs> six footer, in case Ooh. you're wondering. Are you a Scorpio? Might be. That explains a it's lot. It's so weird that our butts are just touching Matt because my dream last night Uh-oh. was uh, a homoerotic. Oh, God. So I had this dream that I was in this weird London, like, underground casino. But it was, like, in this really dodgy flat, like a drug dealer's flat, like, in the basement. I've played there. And, um... It was basically run by the people that take over the boat and Captain Phillips. Right. Some really scary dudes. And I'm playing some casino game where on like the very first hand I get that like their version of a royal. Right. And this guy comes over and he's like, Well, that pays like ten thousand pounds, but really the only way that you could have gotten that is if you cheated. So did you cheat? And he's like looking me in the eye and I'm like at this point I don't even want to win like I don't know what to say and so he grabs me by the balls right and asks me again but he doesn't it's not it, it's really gentle and he's like sort of tickling them so he's cradling you yeah rather he's than like cradling squeezing. my balls and I don't know what to do I don't know how to answer this question and I was like woke up thankfully like shortly thereafter and I was like why am I dreaming about <laughs> poker and casinos and my balls getting touched? And I could feel it. Like, I could really feel it in the dream, though. And it was not entirely unpleasant. And that's what really freaked me out is I was like, it was a really nice, soft touch. It was man, scary. that guy really knew how to cradle a man's junk. He really did. Like, well, obviously, it was me doing it to myself, so I would know. There's a lot of pop culture references in there, though. Like, you talked about Captain Phillips. And when you started talking about this underground place, I started thinking of Brian Cranston's club from Sneaky Pete, which, by the way, I have started watching. And And? I'm not 100% sold on yet. Really? I'm only three or four episodes in. There's a lot I like about it, and I think it's from one of the um, showrunners of Justified. Yes. And it has a similar vibe. There's lots of, obviously, different stories going on. Some of the dialogue is quite crisp. The biggest issue I have, two big issues... um, I'm sorry. I just Giovanni Ribisi's face just tilts the fuck out of me. Yeah, like in, in general, or yeah. in this particular no, show. No, in general, I've never been a fan of his. But also, I'm just not convinced by Brian Cranston's character at all. There's one episode where he gives this. Ridiculous, you know, he's like the creator of the show. I know he is, and he's uncredited oh, as an actor. The monologue. Yeah, and it's just like 
This is so self-indulgent. <laughs> yeah. There's it's more. Fine. It's there's fine. more of that, I think. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping to get into it, but there's a lot of things holding me back from loving it. Once right I think you're far enough into it that I already loved it at that point. I think it was by the end of episode two or three that I was like, once you find out like what the actual whole story is that's going on, I was like, this is awesome. This is really cool. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly better than uh, season four of Ray Donovan. That okay, well, Ray Donovan, now I feel bad because I don't have my computer with me, but uh, a guy like got in touch on Facebook and on Twitter to say, like, here's why Ray Donovan has sort of uh, fallen off, and they got rid of one of the showrunners ah, well, in that between season three and four. But apparently Showtime wants the show to go eight seasons. So that, to me, sounds pretty long um wow. especially for these set of characters but yeah. hey maybe if they can make it bring it back and make it uh, cool again season five i've been incidentally apropos of nothing i've been binge watching iron fist and i gotta say i'm loving it i'm really? like i'm eight or nine in and actually it's certainly to my mind shits all over luke cage and actually that's not difficult though. no i know it isn't but what considering luke cage i never saw getting killed before i watched it whereas iron fist i've seen everyone just absolutely slagging it and actually i'm i'm really kind of enjoying it there's not a lot of superhero-y stuff in it which is surprising but I, anyway i've not really got much more to say to it other than it's a good thing to watch although the reason i'm having to binge watch is because the sun's out and you boys know my favorite boring subject beekeeping beekeeping back we're, in business we're all fascinated by the beekeeping stuff i love the beekeeping stories and also interestingly like when i used to just be a listener to your fine podcast i was always thinking joe can't get into this many scrapes like every week there's this story this is impossible and then when you guys said like i'm gonna be a regular fixture i was thinking how am i gonna be that that amusing every <laughs> week like my life i don't get into these sort of stupid scrapes you on gotta a do basis. some dumb shit but so far, so good, because I'm doing stupid shit left, right, and center. <laughs> so because the beekeeping season's kicked off, this year I'm thinking I'm going to stop spending loads of money on equipment. I'm going to try and build some more of my stuff, because beekeeping is mostly boxes, and I can probably manage a you, box. You make great boxes, I, I would I'm, guess. I am the box master. So I headed down to B&Q, other uh, wood sales available elsewhere, um, to buy some big sheets of wood, because I'm thinking I've got to buy Are there other wood places? Because that's all I ever hear people mention. Home base, okay, trade right, point. Right, I'm not going to go through the whole TV advert. Um, but I don't have a roof rack, but I have this DIY roof rack, which is like some, some kind of like tubing that you fix. You slam your doors on some, some straps, and it holds this thing onto your roof. It's not very safe. I have one of those for my bed. Okay. This sounds horrifically unsafe correct correct absolutely spot on and i had to wait <laughs> until my wife was out because there's no way she wait, would let you me couldn't do this. use this to give the guy his rowing machine <laughs> a few weeks ago that's an interesting thought anyway so i go down i buy a whole load of stuff to try and save you know quantity is cheaper chuck it onto the roof thinking this is super this is absolutely super driving home and i'm thinking well this has worked out absolutely fine Car's a bit sluggish. I'm thinking, didn't realize the wood was that heavy, but okay, we'll keep going with it. And then I drive past a big supermarket on my way home and just happen to glance at the reflection of the car. And these planks of wood are up at like 30, <laughs> 30 degrees. And it's not that my car is sluggish from the weight. It's because it's like the a wind sail. Resistance, yeah. that my car is trying to take off. <laughs> where the, and I'm like, oh my God, no one has flashed me or done anything as I've driven home. I immediately bang on the brakes, which is a stupid thing to do because these things are wham down on the top of my car. Now, obviously, a sensible, responsible person would now get out. They would secure it or they would... No, no, here's what Matt did. Stop he put his arm out the window. Yes. He tried to find a runway to see if he could Sign actually get the car up to enough speed to take <laughs> off. Eight, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour... <laughs> 
<laughs> Seinfeld does this bit about a guy trying to move a mattress. He just has his arm out the window and he goes, what do I need straps for? I'm using my arm. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I did. I stuck my hand out the window. <laughs> the thing is, my car is automatic, so it's not like it was that dangerous. It was just quite dangerous. And I managed to get home. But so the good news is, apparently I do on a weekly basis do stuff stupid enough that we're going to be fine. We're going to be you, fine for the podcast. Did Could you feel the wood... Like, trying to did you up. have to muscle it to keep it down, or a, was just your hand on it enough? A couple of times, mostly, I was pretty close to home when I made this discovery, <laughs> and it wasn't that far anyway, but I took it real slow, apart from a couple of times when I had to get some speed up, and I could feel it lifting under my fingers, <laughs> and had to, to wow. clamp it down. So just like Scaramanga's car in The Man with the Golden Gun, where it suddenly just takes off, yes. and Sheriff J.W. Pepper. Oh, oh too Pepper. soon. Um, yeah, so anyway, so good news is I am as stupid as is required for weekly anecdotes. Yes, made it. <laughs> uh, I do a weekly stupid thing where I play this this dive bar in LA. Um, is this your stand-up gig that yeah, you advertise? Uh, where I, I go, I do this, I call it the most Isley Cantina. It's like the worst, diviest, horrible... Like last week, I thought this week, it's called Lotus Lounge. And when something terrible happens there, I always say like, oh, that's the most Lotus Lounge thing that's ever happened. And last week I made a joke about, uh, about a Korean person and a Korean person rushed the stage and the promoter had to get in between me and this person. Wow. Um, there was another time that a really large Samoan dude in the back kept calling the female comic on the stage a bitch. And my roommate, who is a young lady, got up and decided to start taking the side of the comic and was oh. like basically on the stage with her. This place is a fucking dump. And But you go back every week. <laughs> I go back almost every week because I'm like, well, I could do nothing or I could like go and like just do some comedy and like at least speak into a microphone. And sometimes the crowd's okay, especially if I bring a big group. But this particular night, none of my friends were available this Saturday except for my friend Sam. And so the first guy goes on stage and there's about 25 people there and there's four of us that are paying attention to him. And the other 16, the other 20 people or so are having about 18 different conversations and none of them give a fuck that there's comedy happening on stage. And the guy on stage has no idea what to do. Right. He's like, do I keep going? I don't know. And I, and I honestly don't know what you do do in that situation. No. Um, like, at least when you're doing stuff, it's music, and you're, it, you're not terribly offended if people are talking over well, it. And also, you're in a band. So right. Like, you're not if, alone if up If there. we're ever in a place like that, we turn around, and we just play and muck around, and I'll deliberately hit bum notes or make up words. Uh, we, we'll be fine. Right. Because we're a unit. But if you're just standing there... Because you can't tell them, shut up, because everyone hates you. And yeah. so, he has a horrible time. Then the second comic goes on, and it's a woman, and she's pretty attractive. Attractive. So she's like a little bit more of the room's attention. However, about halfway through her set, a cockroach crawls out from under my seat and starts doing a little dance under the stage where she can't see it. But the audience can. And so the five or six of us that are paying attention are laughing at this cockroach. And she can tell we're laughing, but it's not exactly at what she's saying because it's not Sinking matching up. up. Yeah. And so she's a little thrown off. And finally, there's a guy that's standing pretty close to the stage who just like discreetly like puts his foot out and just kills the cockroach. Oh. And so she gets back on track. But then as she's like launching into her final, like her closing bit, and she's about to hit the punchline. Now, I've told you guys this before. This is the kind of place where the bartenders will heckle you. <laughs> These two um, Thai ladies who barely speak broken English. She's about to hit her punchline, her last joke of her whole set. And the bartender's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. 
can you tell someone they have to move their car? Oh. Like in the last, so I'm like, this is like the most Lotus Lounge set right. I've ever seen. There's a cockroach literally <laughs> upstaged by a cockroach. And then the bartender interrupts you during your fucking final punchline to ask someone who's double parked to move their car. I go on stage next. I did not. Now, I go on stage. The first thing I do is tell this young lady about the cockroach. I'm like, it wasn't you. It was the cockroach. And I'm like, that was the most Lotus Lounge thing that's ever happened until about I'm getting into my final bit when two cops walk in and decide to stand in front of the stage. One of them speaking to the bartender, the other one looking right at me. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, boys, should I stop the comedy? And then I was r realized that like the comedy had never even really started. <laughs> what comedy? So they were like, no, no, it's fine. Go on. But the two of them stand there for like three or four minutes, not watching me, like like occasionally looking at me, but like looking around the bar, like they're clearly looking for somebody. I have no idea what the fuck to do. <laughs> I bomb horribly. Oh. The cops leave. And I'm like, you know what? Other than actual bloodshed or someone drawing a chalk outline on the floor of the bar, <laughs> that is the most Lotus Lounge thing that's ever happened here. <laughs> Having my set interrupted by two cops. It was a fucking nightmare. I don't think I'm going to be able to do Lotus Lounge anymore. I think that might be it for me. I don't know wh what, what I'm learning from that happening. Joe, I'm confident that I can brighten your spirits with a piece of news. A piece of poker news. What's going on in poker today? Now it is time for Poker in the Ears News. And yesterday, a video was released by <laughs> Poker Central, which was counting down the top five voices in poker. News alert, Matthew Broughton completely ignored, <laughs> which will come to be a theme of the show. It's fine. But the other theme of this episode, which we set out in the introduction, is pedantry regarding spelling and grammar. Well, hold on. If we're going to start with pedantry, we should say that they call it the top five voices in poker when there's at least ten voices I think one's a trio, so right. it's, it's like 11. <laughs> it's 11 voices, first of all. Uh, now, obviously, we are delighted and honoured that myself and Mr. Stapleton were considered to be the number two act. Second only to the great Lon McCarran and Norman Chad. However, in the production of this video, they do play fast and loose <laughs> with the English language and with factual accuracy. <laughs> first of all, it refers to uh, a, a couple of commentators looking at things from the player's perspective. No apostrophe. Um, <laughs> interestingly, the trio of Daniel Negreanu, Antonio Esfandiari and Phil Helmuth, a trio was singular, but a duo was plural. <laughs> Then we come to the factual accuracy element of the video. Apparently, Joe and I have been crushing Pokestars events for nearly a decade. Decade, yeah. yeah maybe kind of, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let... Well, it's more than half a decade, so we're just going to round up. We're right, round up. okay, nearly and, a century. And yes, apparently, <laughs> apparently we've done some amazing work on Shark Tank. Oh, man, I thought you were awesome in that. And this is not the first time you've been attributed to Shark Tank. Hello, sharks. Hi, sharks. <laughs> Do you guys, you guys have shark, your own Shark Tank here, right? Uh, no, but we broad... I don't know if we have our own one. We Dragon's broad Den. Yeah, but we... But do you watch Shark Tank also or no? I It is on the TV. I don't watch it personally, okay. no. I, I love the show. I can <laughs> confirm that we're not in it. Yes. Correct. Although I'm not sure because I keep seeing that Joe's in it all the time. Uh, <laughs> the big headline, though, is... And we alluded to this last week, and it's what's being known as the Monty Dam Swing, or to give it its full title, uh, the PokerStars Championship WPT Monty Dam Swing, which is a partnership between us 
and the World Poker Tour, which is to basically combine these two events and put some added value in for players, which will hopefully give them an incentive to come to Europe. Yeah, what stay makes a bit it longer. a swing? Well, what makes it a swing, I guess, is the fact there's more than one. And the fact sure. that there are these added prizes if you play tournaments okay. across both That's festivals. That's what I'm talking. What are the? Do we know what the prizes are? Yes, I can tell you that the qualifying events are the national championship and the main event in Monte Carlo, and the deep stacks event and the main event in Amsterdam. And the person who basically tops the leaderboard from playing those four events will get free entry to Barcelona, with the runner-up prize being a WPT main event package worth around six thousand euros. So. This is kind of interesting. I didn't even realize this. I used to do that show too. Uh, well, it wasn't WPT at the time, but the, the deep, deep stacks, stacks, the deep stack show. But um, I'm I'm only doing one half of the Monty Dam swing. Is it is is Mike and Vince going to be there? Is it going to be a complete collaboration where the number two and number four? I don't know what number they came. They came in at number three. They were number three. three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's I something. Don't think there are any plans to cross the streams. I can't believe it, James. Uh, but I think, you know, to answer your question, what makes it a swing? I mean, yes, you're talking about two events combining here, but I do wonder if this potentially could expand and that maybe if there we were like... We do have a crossover one day, like a legit... Well, no, what I mean is, do you remember back in the days when London had the World Series of Poker Europe, EPT London and WPT London? Right. Now, that is a proper swing because that's three massive events. And then like other casinos in London would have their own smaller festivals yeah. to kind of build around that to really give players an incentive to come to a single location and play loads of poker. So I wonder if this is a starting point and maybe there's room for expansion further down the line where other tours come together or maybe there's two championships in a WPT or vice versa to kind of create this bigger festival that gets people traveling from all over the world to come to a single place. The bad news is that everyone will still leave Matt out, but the good news is that me and James will probably also be let, left out when Mike and Vince are doing all of our streams. Yeah, they've got nearly a decade of experience <laughs> on Poker Stars They events. genuinely have more than a decade, to be fair. Um, so let's get into the meat and potatoes the nuts and bolts of the PokerStars Championship Monte Carlo. This is going to be a huge event for us. It's our biggest of the year because in addition to the five days of live streaming, and I can confirm, Matt, you are going to be a part of that. Thank contrary God. Contrary to some of the social media activity you may have seen in the last few days. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks for all the private messages. Uh, the duo is back. We are also producing 18 TV shows. Finally, we're going to be back on TV again. Do you know I've what? almost completely, completely lost all of my footprint here. And the, <laughs> no one believes I'm on TV anymore. I need to be back. And t it's my lifeblood. So these 18 shows, by the way, produced over the course of seven days, including the brand new PokerStars Championship Cash Challenge, which we're going to be filming in the next few days. I mean, I'm pretty excited. This is, it's kind of, you know, we've been over this before, but it's like the big game, right? It's a very similar format to the big now, game. Now, the big game was a strip show, which means that uh, it's on five days a week. This will be a weekly show, but we're going to do five episodes Correct. per day, like we same exactly. as big game. So there's going to be a table on the 29th, a table on the 30th. By the way, I can't confirm the lineups at the moment, but I can tell you who the qualifiers are. We mentioned last week that we've got Mila Monroe from Germany, who has been getting kind of some tips and lessons from Felix Schneiders from Team Online. The other qualifier is a chap from here in the UK called Alexander Curry. Mm, so they going to be playing. good Alexander Curry. There are going to be two different lineups on the Saturday and Sunday and yes, each table will last 150 hands and from that 
though that i reckon it's gonna be like between eight and ten hours of recording we'll get five shows okay so uh some dumb questions here i'm gonna pretend like they're coming from the audience but really i'm the one asking them we're not streaming this right <laughs> no this is for tv only so we hope that you know, there's not going to be any coverage of this at the event. Like the poker media Are we aren't going to be protecting spoilers yeah, for I'm, this. I, I'd like that when it airs, and it's not going to air until the beginning of 2018, that everyone is seeing it for the first time. Newbies and fans alike. No one's going to know what happens. No one's going to know about the big hands. Whether the qualifier makes a profit and actually comes out successful. Whether there's some ridiculous you know, multi-buy-in downswing for a particular player. Hopefully we can keep everything under wraps. Right, and I think that, you know, if we're not the ones talking about it, if it's the players themselves, it stays pretty contained. Well, somehow we managed to contain the result of Shark Cage, and I genuinely thought that would leak out. But Shark Tank? <laughs> <laughs> Did the sharks buy the product or not? We'll never know. Um, another important announcement about this show is that Maria Ho is joining the on-air lineup. Oh, what, the duo? I bet, I bet she'll be mentioning the tweets. Unbelievable. So yes, Maria is going to be talking to the players rather than playing at the table herself. Uh, Matt, let's get you involved then. Oh, thanks. PokerStars Championship Monte Carlo main event. Yes. Kicking off our coverage on Monday the 1st of May with day two. Following this through from day two through to the conclusion on day six. Joe, your eyebrows are raised. You're confused about the branding, aren't you? Yes, because um, for a long time we weren't allowed to say Monte Carlo. That is correct. And when you've was... been saying Monte Carlo all willy-nilly for like the last six months. I've been, tr I trained myself to only say Monaco because I think as opposed to not calling the Bahamas the PCA, I only, I don't think I ever messed up the Monaco one. That rule, no longer a thing. Do we still have to say the PokerStars? This blah, 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 is blah, the PokerStars Championship presented by Monte Carlo Casino. But for short, once we give it its official title... It's the PokerStars Championship, Monte Carlo. Woo! Hey! Oh, man, go crazy. I'm going to get that wrong every Let single time now, because like you, I've just, I don't, that word, I've just completely it's fine expunged that to say that We can also Monaco. say Monaco, yeah. That's geographically correct. Um, so the live stream is from May 1st to May 5th, full schedule at pokerstars.tv slash live. And more TV shows, eight of them. And crucially, we're not just showing the final table. Yes. Joe, your dating is going to go through the roof when you can actually right? say, well, I'm a TV presenter, actually. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Good luck. Um, stars fun. Sorry. Hashtag stars fun. Um, the VR thing is back. Yes. I don't really think we can go to the well twice with that, though, well, for the podcast. Is that the only game they have? Because maybe we can now, play a different game. Funny enough, Ooh. yesterday, very late in the day, I learned that on day two, so we will be streaming, but hopefully we can find the opportunity to do something with this. They've got a poker darts board whatever that is so maybe a game of poker darts that sounds awesome yeah love it already i'm in uh there is a professional darts player coming who I'm apparently out. we would have to not play doing against. it not doing it no way only if i can wager massive amounts of money on it <laughs> uh that is the same day as the charity event by the way the first of may which i don't know whether we'll get to play because of the streaming clash there is a special drinks evening exclusively for people who've qualified online i've made sure that uh, our two uh, challenges for the cash game can get into that party. Will the commentary duo be invited? or? Well, to be honest with you, the commentary trio <laughs> was invited, but sadly Matt is not in town then. He yeah. doesn't arrive until Sunday. Huh. Unbelievable. Funny that. Maybe Maria can go with you instead. <laughs> Matt is also going to miss out on the player party, <laughs> yes. which takes place on Saturday. So somehow I've been invited to the online qualifier drinks, and somehow they haven't told me I can't go to the player party. Because you're working. Right. 
But you know what? Jokes on everybody because I'm gonna not drink during Monaco. No, not one of these it's lame the promises. Easiest. No, when I say I'm not gonna drink, I don't. And I need to take a little break. I can testify to that. And it is the... Wow, he said that so seriously. Well, I can tell. Look at Broughton. He's full of doubt. Oh, you mean you can testify that I stick to it? Yes. Oh, I thought you were testifying to the fact that I need it. <laughs> it came right after that. You're like, I can testify well, to that. Well, I can really testify to both. If you want me to be honest. <laughs> so I do stick to it. But Monaco is the perfect place to not drink. Yeah. Because it is no fucking surprise... It's goddamn expensive there. Uh, when a Coca-Cola is 14 euros, a rum and Coca-Cola is considerably more. Yeah. So I'm going to not drink in Monaco. And I can't believe I just said that because now I have to stick to it. Well, in that case, Joe, <laughs> maybe cut that out? <laughs> if you're not consuming alcohol, you could drive a Lamborghini or Ferrari instead because they are going to be giving away 100 tickets over the course of the championship to people to take a 30-minute drive in one of these supercars. And then the police will be giving over 100 tickets to all the people <laughs> that smash up Lamborghinis and Ferraris. That was super fun a couple years ago when I got to drive the Lamborghini. I couldn't believe they let me do it. And I was actually not that good at it at first. Do you remember I did fuck it up one time? It's because I was so nervous. I was Everyone was like expecting me to do something dumb. And so I was like really overthinking it. Better than the time you drove off in the Ferrari was where we had to shoot a link where the Ferrari's already parked. <laughs> and all we have to do is get out, close the door, walk to the front of the car and speak to camera. And after about 20 takes, decided, you know what, we're going to start with you already standing in front of the car. Joe could not get out of this fucking Ferrari. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think it's difficult to get out of a Ferrari if you have a normal sized penis. I think it's specifically <laughs> built for people who have tiny dicks. And so that is m what makes it easy to get in and out. But yeah, I, don't I was like, I, I don't, it's like when you're going to have for the backseat of a car, uh, a two door, yeah. there's like no cool way to do it. That's what it felt like getting out of the front seat of this car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go into the lobby now on Poker in the Ears as we talk about some of the games that you can play while watching the stream on PokerStars.tv. We've got our daily free rolls taking place at 9.15 Central European Summertime every day of our live coverage. I missed some of one of the free rolls in Panama and I was admonished. So I'm going to do my best that even if I'm on a, a break, to play the free roll still. Don't worry about the free rolls, Joe, because to okay. be honest with you, the free rolls are probably going to be after we've gone off Okay, air. fine. What's more important and is actually compulsory is that you play the bounty bonus tournaments because, yes, <laughs> the bounty bonus is back. This will be while we are on air, 4 o'clock Central European Summertime, with bounties on myself, Joe, and Matt. Hello. It's the usual format, 6 max Zoom, $500 guaranteed, $150 for knocking out J. Hartigan, Joe Stapleton, and Waster. Claim your tickets now at Poke School Online. And remember, it's a free buy tournament. Rebuys and add-ons available for $1.10. And the bounties can't be claimed until the tournaments become freeze-outs. So when you say $150, you mean total on the three No, I'm yes? talking about $150 for knocking Whoa, out him. $150 for knocking out you. $150 for knocking out me. That's, I mean, I did, the, I did the incorrect math here and divided. I just wrote 50 because I, I just was like, they wow. surely aren't going to... Don't call me, Shirley, apparently. Man. So remember, go to Poker School Online, sign into your account, or join up as a new member if you want to claim those tickets. And talking of tickets, 
We're going to have a contest every day from Monday through Friday where we're giving away three scoop tickets every day. These are $109 scoop tickets, and it's going to be linked to the scoop spin and go. So you might have seen that there are special satellites for scoop, which is in the spin and go format. If you're playing those games, we're going to give you the chance to win extra prizes. And while on the subject of spin and goes, have you seen there's now spin and go Omaha? Omaha. How are these not called spin and go Omahas? Have you, have you guys played one yet? Well, bear in mind, I cannot play real money games, but I don't care because I've been playing play money spinning Gomahas. You have. Yes. Does any of them last longer than three hands? Yes, they last a lot longer really? than the uh, Hold'em equivalents. Well, they're PLO. Right, but doesn't that mean you just get get it in all the time? You can't get it in when it's pot limit, can you? And oh, the blinds are low. That's a PLO. Plo. Um, that, was, that was a really dumb question. We can cut that one out. <laughs> nah, leave it. <laughs> It has been a lot of fun uh, playing these games, and obviously I'm sure it's a lot more fun when you can actually play for real money. Yeah. Um, we have got real money prizes on the line right now because it's time for this week's Super Fan Contest. Super Fan versus Stakes. And the man who is playing for a $27 tournament ticket and an Everyone Loves a Chop Pot hoodie is Mr. Sam Warren. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, Sam. Sam, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Boston, Mass. From Boston, across the pond. A mass hole. This fucking guy over here. Where's, <laughs> how's Sully doing? <laughs> how many friends named Sully do you have? All of them. <laughs> how many Dunkin' Donuts are within walking distance of your house? Uh, about three or four, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you do, my friend? I am an auditor. An auditor? I thought yep. you said an otter for a minute there. I was thinking, that's a strange mammalian Spend all time. day swimming on my back. Exactly, building dams. What do you audit? <laughs> um, financial statements, um, other companies, stuff like that. Are people scared of you? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you don't like go into that? Because I got to tell you, if I, if I ever met an auditor, like I'd be like, Hey man, have some have some coffee and some donuts. Nice I, to meet you. I want to know, Sam. Are you like Ben Affleck in the Accountant? I don't mean I don't mean autistic. I mean, do you have a machine gun and can you kill someone from three hundred feet away? <laughs> no. As soon as they see me, they decide not to be scared of me. You know, just a quick side note. I saw the Accountant on the flight last time. It was awesome. It is I really loved good. it. It's yeah, fun. it's really cool. I enjoyed it. Um, Sam, I'm assuming that you don't actually therefore have a Real Money Pokestars account being based in the state of Massachusetts? No, unfortunately not. Okay, unfortunately well, not. we will find an alternative prize for you to play for. And I'll, I'll give you the same deal that I give all the Americans, that if we can't give them something, is if you ever meet me in person, hit me up, and I'll just give you something, like, off, off my person. I'll just give you, like, well, my... That's my, really my, my, not a tempting offer, My is bus it? pass or, you know, <laughs> exactly, like, you know, piece of gum. Yeah, sort of used handkerchief, yeah. sort of a headscarf. Mm, nice. <laughs> I, w I was hoping to um, meet you guys at the Poker Stars Festival in New Jersey. I was hoping to meet you, too, there. But maybe, maybe in the coming <laughs> months, there might be a Poker Stars Championship on the United States of America. In the United States of America. Who knows? That'd be great. All right, so Sam, I'm I'm assuming you're a huge, huge Entourage fan, like seen every single episode six hundred times, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Any any particular reason you just just really just hits home with you? Is it the kind of lifestyle that you enjoy yourself? Um, no, I just find it kind of entertaining. I'm curious, Joe, as to why you don't like it. I heard last week that you uh, 
You're not a big fan. Well, you know what it is, Sam. Is that are you a Red Sox fan? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, see, it, it's this this archetype of like Patriots, Red Sox fans who like <laughs> watching these douchey bros do douche. I don't know if I should play Aquaman. E uh, doing these <laughs> doing these douchey situations. To be fair, Joe, it did transpire a short while ago on this very show that you have not actually seen Entourage and are judging it based on. I've seen anecdotes. a few episodes of right, it. Like okay. I can't do that impression not having seen it. Like I've seen it a few times, <laughs> Could but have like been a clip. It's like, it's the Wolf of Wall Street syndrome, you know, where it's just like, ah, oh, douchey people acting douchily and having douchey fans. I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> I hope you're not a douche. Are you the kind of person in a bar who will, like, raise a beer and go, woo? <laughs> yeah, no, I can totally see that, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, you know, you can't write off everybody, so I hope you're one of the good ones. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get, let's get to it, and then we'll find out exactly how big of a super fan you are. Here we go. So we're going to start with you, Sam, as always. Uh, and I can't give you the luxury of picking a numbered question because I have had to stagger these to give you a challenge and Joe a chance. So your first question, Sam. Where did Drama and Turtle go for a guaranteed chance to meet women? Two points for a straight answer or one point if you want to take the multiple choice. Um, let's see. Was it the dog park? It was the dog park. That is two points. I just realized. Sorry, I've got to do the dings as well. Well done. There Sorry, I have multiple Two roles points. in this. Two points, nice one. Okay, and also, bad news is there's a bonus. Can you tell me, Sam, what kind of dogs do the boys have? Oh, man. This I am not going to get. Do you want uh, to take oh, a guess? Pitbull? No, that's wrong. Joe, you could steal this, technically, just by guessing a dog breed. Pugs. Rottweiler. Was a great ah. answer. Ah. Okay, Joe, your first question. And this, there's potentially three points here. This is a point each. Okay. When given only eight seconds to answer, which characters did my wife say were the entourage versions of Joe, Matt, and James? <laughs> <laughs> she actually got the characters. Well, she watches, she used oh, to watch it with me, okay. so she knows it. Turtle. So, Right. No, hang on a second. So oh, who, who would she say you were in Entourage? She would say that I was Turtle. Damn it. Incorrect. I can't tell you why because it That's would be fine. interesting. Um, James. Oh, yeah. I guess I, w I, was, I would be... Um, wait, so do I have to switch? Right. You've already blown who she For would have me. said you were. So I can do <laughs> so you now and James you've got to now. Do, okay. Now you've got to say who would she say I was. Uh, Matt. Matt is going to be Ari. And James is going to be um, uh, Johnny Drama. Right, incorrect. <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are. Well, so I named three characters, and okay. I'm pretty fucking happy about now, that. I, I can't give you the points, Sam, but just because I'm curious, who, who who might you have gone for for Joe? Um, maybe uh, Drama? No, she thought he was Vince, because look, he's got the black hair and the beardy thing, and he's a good-looking guy. Uh, Unbelievable. And the star. I should have gone with it. Yeah, I could, I could see that, I guess. I mean, for me, it's an easy one. Are there any characters with a goatee beard? Are there? With a with a what? With a goatee beard. Oh, so this is more based on looks this than is, personality She was given type. eight seconds and had no right. idea that... Listen, this has taken a <laughs> while longer. The answers were that you were Vince, yeah. I was Johnny Drama, and James was Ari's wife. And, <laughs> <laughs> and when I said... What? What? She went, well, she's a bit tall and pointy. 
<laughs> anyway, no points scored. For wow! Well, after the end of the first round, uh, Sam, the superfan, leads by two points to nil. Okay, back- I've, I've had worse. Okay, back to you, Sam. What does Vince bribe the driving instructor with to get his license? Again, two points for the answer, or one point if you want the multiple choice. Oh, tickets to the movie premiere. Which movie premiere? Um. Oh, the Ferrari one. Um. God, I don't are know. Are you playing Jenga, Sam? Are you playing Jenga at I the same time? I think he's freaking time? out, like kicking his legs under his desk because he can't <laughs> think of the answer. Are you riffling chips or playing Jenga? Stop it. Focus. <laughs> I'll put the chips away. Okay, I need a film. <laughs> what were the tickets to which premiere? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I think we can, give you one I, point for I, that. No, you, steal? Surely you give him the multiple choice options for one point. Okay, yes, oh, I, yeah, can, I can do that. You're right. Okay, so did he give him tickets to the Gatsby premiere, tickets to the Aquaman premiere, tickets to the head-on premiere, or a signed copy of the Aquaman game? Oh, so that's the Gatsby. Correct. So that's one point total. Correct. Also here there is a bonus again. Oh. Who directed Vince's version of Aquaman? Uh, James Cameron. Ah, uh, Joe would have known that one. Okay, alright, here we go. Uh, here we go, Joseph. What role did Johnny Drama play on Viking Quest? Multiple choice available. I know his catchphrase, but I don't know who he played. Go on. Oh, yes, you do. No more than you say. Okay. Was it <laughs> Thorfinn, Thorfum, Tarvold, or Tarmac? Thorfum. It was not. It was Tarvold. Okay. Also, there's a bonus here. In yeah. Season 2, Drama considered having what body part augmented? His pecs. No, I don't think I can pass this one over. Or can I? No, I don't think so. It's, it was his calves. It was his calves. His calves. Okay, back to you, Man Sam. After my own heart. Exactly. But you know what? I, that's why I thought of you. <laughs> is I thought shin and calf augmentations all over you. Okay, Samuel. Uh, two stars made a cameo on the pilot episode of Entourage. Can you name them for a point each? Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yes, and. And let's see. Uh, Zach Efron? No, it was. Uh, well, actually, I guess I could throw this at Joe. Do you happen to know who? I only knew the Mark Wahlberg one. But okay. Let's go with. Hold on. I'm going to name a random celebrity. Why not? Mark Wahlberg and um, Ted Danson. No, it was Ali Lata. The attractive oh, blonde Allie lady. Larder, sure. uh, there is a bonus here, actually, Sam. Can you also tell me who cameoed as a Sherpa with a house full of marijuana when all of LA was out? Uh, Snoop Dogg. Joe, do you <laughs> want to steal this one? Tommy Chong. <laughs> it was Val Kilmer. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what is Vince's hometown? Multiple choice available. Quite prominent. I, I want to guess it without the multiple choices. No guts, no glory. It's New York City. Do you want to steal this one, Sam? Uh, Queens. Queens is one of the five boroughs of New York City. Yeah, Queens is not a city. The only problem is Queens is featured so heavily you in the You could have said which borough is he from, and I would have said Queens, because he's in the movie Queens Boulevard. I know the answer to that one. I want my two points. Sam, are you prepared to give Joe, who's really quite considerably behind, those points? 
Yeah, I think we'll have to give it to him. I also, to be fair, the question was which city? Queens is not a city. No, New the York question is. was what is Vince's hometown? Oh, sorry. Yeah, the, the Queens isn't a town. It's true, it's a I borough. I don't fucking understand how boroughs and towns and cities work. It doesn't matter, he's still losing by a margin of 5-2. Well, look, there's a bonus point here. And, I mean, take this question any way that makes sense to you. Which town or city or place does Entourage take place in? Los Angeles? Correct. Well done. Yay, Wonderful. Joe, you got three points. Okay, back to you, Samuel. Isn't, isn't his house in Malibu, though? I don't know. Okay. And I just went to an entourage quiz and cross-reference <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Give me a break. Who directed Sam? Who directed Queens Boulevard and Medellin? Oh, Billy Walsh. Correct. Didn't even need wow. two points. Didn't even need the multiple choice. Back to you, Joe. Whistling through these. Which two members suffered in embarrassment from crossing swords in a threesome? So I'm looking for two of the characters. Turtle. Here. That's one of them. Johnny Drama. Correct for two points. Woo! Now there's a bonus here. <gasps> Which character do I guess Joe hates the most? <laughs> <laughs> now think about this. Don't tell your version of the truth. What do I think? It's a bit like okay. I'll just things. just to talk this out. Okay. I hate Vince the most. Well then, that was the correct answer. <laughs> but for a, for an extra bonus bonus, what does Matt think the genuine reason for that is? Because I'm jealous of him. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> I know that's probably not what you would say is the reason for hating him, but that's what I think. Yeah, a little bit. No, a little. Um, really quick, I got an Adrian Grenier story. Do you remember when he came to the PCA? Yes, back in 2010. I made a Who is that, by the way? I never know anyone. He plays Vince. Oh, he is Vince. Okay. Yeah, he was. Uh, I got introduced to him at Nobu, and I made a really... I'm too embarrassed to even say what it is, a really bad entourage pun, and he, like, rolled his eyes and turned his back to me. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> Wow. And his career has still not recovered from that moment. Uh, it's a tight game. Seven points all. Wow. Okay. So oh, this wow. is this is your last question, Sam. Which actor allegedly had a previous relationship with Eric's girlfriend Sloan? Don't forget if you don't oh. know. Oh, gone. No, uh, Seth Green. That's absolutely correct for two points. And this takes me to Joe and your last question. You're going to need both points to get this to the tiebreaker. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, I could only do this in a moment like now because I'm sitting next to you. Joe, close your eyes. Spell entourage backwards. <laughs> Can I have the multiple choice, please? <laughs> uh, e. G. U. O. Ah! <laughs> I'm afraid already, uh, you, you, it was, it was E G A R U O T A E. Oh, of course. I forgot the A. Yep. So <laughs> that brings us rather pleasingly to the end of the uh, quiz. James, please bring us up to well, a closer result. A closer <laughs> result than we probably thought after the first and second rounds. Uh, Sam, nine points. Joe, seven points. Congratulations, Sam. You are the winner of this week's edition of Superfan vs. Stapes. We will send you the Everyone Loves a Chop Pot hoodie and we'll see what other merchandise we can scrounge from the office to stick in the package as well. What was the tiebreaker? Oh, the tiebreaker was... Uh, if I knew how to spell, we would have fucking had exactly. to <laughs> It was over eight seasons. How many episodes of Entourage were made? Any ideas, Sam? Um, I can take a shot probably around like 87. It's pretty close, Joe. 91. 
Joe would have been closer. It was 96 episodes. <laughs> Woo! Oh, wow. Nice work, Sam. Luckily, you didn't get to the tiebreaker, Sam, because that would have uh, actually seen Joe claim victory. As things stand, you're the winner. Thank you very much for coming on the show, and congrats. Hey, thanks, guys. It was fun. Well played. All right, my babies, that is almost all the time we've got for this week's show. Next time, it is poker in the ears and eyes from Monaco. Yeah. We will be racking our brains for some cool video to show you guys. Hopefully some darts. That would be fun. I reckon we should be able to make that work. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can speak to one of the players from the cash game challenge. Maybe a qualifier. I guess uh, we'll have to protect the results a little bit. But, uh, hey, should be some uh, some interesting folks there. Play The cash games always bring out some some folks we don't always get to talk to. Mm-hmm. That is very true. So that should be fun. And our super fan, I'm excited about this, Richard Nielsen, the man who dealt the brick. Oh, that hand <laughs> in San Remo will be answering questions about the history of casino games and gaming terminology. That should be fun and somehow on brand. Yeah, Richard's obviously <laughs> been a part of the tour for a long time as a dealer, as a dealer, as a member of the floor staff. He now often works He's with the us guy. on the production, He's basically the calling the action. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Richard's going to be uh, appearing on the podcast, and we can talk to him about that hand. And uh, I, I think this might be a fun quiz. No pressure, Matt. I am currently researching it, and actually, there's there's some good stuff in there. It's it's, I'm, I'm always, I'm always tasked to try and give you something, Joe, to actually enjoy, as well as giving the challenger a challenge, and that's the tricky bit. So I'm still researching, but I think we're going to be okay. You might want to focus on the audience a little too, making sure there's something for them to enjoy. The what? <laughs> uh, while we're on the subject of superfans, just before we sign off, Joe, um, some some PSAs Uh-oh. on that subject. Some poker stars admin. Oh, very good. I was thinking more public service <laughs> announcement, but it doesn't matter. Both work. Both apply. Uh, if you want to apply to be on this show in the superfan slot, what we need you to do is use the hashtag poker in the ears. Tell us your specialist subject. Now, two key things you need to understand. If we want you to be on the show, and chance are we will because we need people, you will be contacted by at PokerStars TV. Guess what? That account can't send you a direct message unless you follow at PokerStars TV. And if you don't follow at PokerStars TV, we don't consider you to be a super fan. Uh-huh. So please be aware. Secondly, and um, a lot of people have been asking recently, can we have the hoodie in medium, small? It's a bit like when Henry Ford created his first car. You can have any colour you want as long as it's black. You can have any size you want as long as it's XL, because that's all we've got. But to be honest with you, it comes up medium. And if you are on the large size, to be honest with you, XL ain't going to cut it. It makes a great gift. True that. So, hoodies only in XL. Follow at PokerStars TV. Hashtag poker in the ears. If you want to apply to be a super fan or say anything else about the show. All right, kids, that is all the time we've got for this week's show. For Matt Broughton and James Hardigan, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later.